You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Be sure to listen to the end of today's episode to find out how you can join the next virtual meditation class for free. Welcome. Happy Monday. As always, I am really honored and happy to get to sit with you guys on Monday night and practice. And I want to, before we get into tonight's class, I want to just take a minute to say next Monday, which is MLK Day, we'll have a class that really specifically addresses the feelings and emotional turmoil that stem from last Wednesday. And we're going to talk about it in sort of a side skirty way tonight, but I just want to honor that I know that we are all sort of collectively and individually dealing with the myriad of emotions that came out of last week and last year and the last decade. Um, and I don't want you to think that I'm ignoring it. I'm not, but I want to have a little bit more time to bring my thoughts together and design a class that'll be helpful. So we're going to save it for next week. Um, so save Monday night because it'll be, I think, a really good class. I'll look forward to doing that with you guys. Tonight, however, we're going to stay on our January series, which is really specifically about honoring the different times of day that we might choose to meditate and creating practices that are um, really helpful to the energy that's needed. And so we started last week, you know, sunrise meditation or morning meditation. And today we're going to take time to talk about a midday meditation, a lunch meditation. And, you know, honestly, lunch is where I started my meditation practice, right? Because morning was like a hard ask. It's hard to get up a little bit earlier. You already have a lot of stuff happening in your, in your morning, trying to get ready for work. And, you know, at that time in our lives, I left the house to go to work because I'm sure a lot of you did too. So there was a lot to do in the morning. And nighttime was hard because, you know, you're tired and you want to eat dinner and watch Netflix and hang out with your partners or your roommates or whatever. So nighttime was hard. Lunch felt like the most accessible time of day for me initially. I knew I was going to eat lunch and it didn't seem like that big of an ask to say, I'm going to take 10 minutes before I actually eat to do a practice. So that's really, truly where my meditation practice started and where it stayed for a really long time because it was the most consistent part of my day. Not that it was the same time every day, but it was that lunchtime, right? I knew I was going to eat lunch at some point and I meditated in connection with that meal. And so that time of day is such an interesting time of day. Because we're eating lunch, we're in the middle of the day, our energy is about to dip, right? We all hit that sort of two, three, four in the afternoon, like everybody does a little bit of a drop in terms of energy. And it's also this odd place in the day where we're balancing the, oh my God, I didn't get as much done as I had planned to get done. The, let me think about what I'm going to get done tomorrow since I didn't get it done today. And I still have a couple more hours. So I'm going to try and get something done right now. Right. So there's like energy dropping is one end. The to do's are still sort of like asking quite a bit of us. 
And we're like scrolling forward into the future because we have to like dump all the stuff we didn't get done into the next day. So there's a lot that's being asked of our energy and our consciousness in that day part. And because of that, I think one of the most valuable practices is a practice that really emphasizes the tenet of non-judgment. So you remember our working definition of mindfulness, to be present without judgment and with compassion. So now we're centered on the without judgment, which is valuable this time of day, right? Because it's really easy to go into the, I've done a good job today, I've done a bad job today. I like today, I don't like today, right? So we're gonna cultivate this sense of non-judgment more specifically in a midday practice than any other time. And I think it's really valuable to bring that practice into something as seemingly small and feeling as large as the to-dos, the projects, the things that we try to tackle in a day. And I can, you know, we can mean that in the incredibly microscopic way of our daily lives and the, I'm going to answer emails, I'm going to draft a newsletter, I'm going to, you know, post on social media or whatever your specific to-dos are for the day. And it can be more on the macro scale of how am I going to cultivate a engaged, positive presence in the world in this particular moment in time when our positive engagement is really needed? On both of these, you know, minor mundane and really big worldly to-dos, the practice of non-judgment is giving us a little bit of freedom to sit down and say, this is what's true right now. This is what I'm feeling right now without needing to attach a good job, bad job, a like, dislike to the practice or to yourself. So I'm reading Cosmos by Carl Sagan right now, which is unbelievably good. And it starts out with him sort of defining the word cosmos, which is Greek in origin, and it means the order of the universe, quite literally the opposite of chaos, the order of the universe. And what I took from it as I was reading it is this really beautiful reminder that you and I, we didn't just land here in our whole perfect, brilliant human forms today out of the blue right? That didn't actually happen just like this perfect human landed on earth. It it didn't work that way. We know evolution, but when you really stop to think about the millions of years it took for us as beings to appear as we do today, right? From an atom and a couple of atoms and a single cell and these plants and then these like odd little crustacean animals, like evolving over time to what eventually became the enigmatic, ingenious, creative people that we are today. And in the same way, the completed project, the perfect solution to our crises I think that it can't land whole and perfect in the moment just because we're saying, please, God, let me figure out a solution to this problem. Let me know that there is an answer out there that will fix this, 
whether this is big or this is, I have 75 loads of laundry in 20 minutes to get them done, right? Both of those. The solution doesn't land in our lap perfectly formed and whole just because we want it to. It evolves atom by atom and cell by cell and step by step. And so we have to start in the smallest possible way. We have to start with something as small as sitting down and being still. And it's so interesting that even with all of the science that we have telling us, if you slow down, if you quiet your mind and still your body, you will get more done. This is not a myth. This is scientifically proven to be true. And yet, we fight it, right? We fight that every day. But I have so much to do. I don't have time to sit still because we have, you know, culture for the last however many decades telling us, no, 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 you got to go. You got to work harder. You got to do more. You got to lean in, right? And so even though we know empirically that it will help us to slow down and be still for a few minutes, we have to do battle in some ways internally with all of that counter-programming that says, don't stop, don't sit down, you don't have time to sit down. I had this dream, which like sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you, sometimes I have a dream and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm still dreaming these same things, right? You've had the same dreams your whole life. Here's the dream. It's happened two nights ago. I dreamed I was running late to teach a very important class. And I am like running around the house doing all of these things that don't matter, right? Like, I, I can't remember what it was. Let's say it was literally laundry. It was like things that had nothing to do with the class. But I was like, I can't leave until I do all of these things. And I was already late. And each one was making me later and later and later. But I'm doing all of these things. Finally, I get in the car. And all I want to do is race to this class because I'm so late. But there are kids playing in the road. And so I know that I have to drive really slow. So I'm like inching down the road, praying that I get to this class. And a little girl walks up to the car, forcing me to stop. <laughs> and I roll down the window and she says, do you ever listen to Mozart? And in my head, like I can feel from the base of my belly, rage boiling up. And I want to scream, get out of my way. And there's a piece of my brain that's going, what a weird question right? So this is what happens in the dream. And I wake up right after she asked me, do you ever listen to Mozart? And the last thought in my head before I wake up is what a weird question. And the feeling is a feeling of like rage, get out of my way. I've got to hurry up. And I wake up and I thought, here is the same lesson, not only that I teach, but that I have been practicing for over a decade myself, which is stop for a minute and find the beauty right? Stop for a minute and find the beauty, whether that's sitting still, whether that's literally listening to Mozart, whether it's painting or coloring or walking outside, but it's that reminder that it takes getting still 
and creating that sacred pause for us to actually be the engaged, progressive, compassionate people that we want to be in our daily lives and in the greater world that we live in. And so, yes, we're talking about taking a 10 to 20 minute meditation at the start of your lunch break. And yes, we're talking about how we show up in the world, how we respond to the very heartbreaking crises, crises that we're facing. So we'll do what is a really traditional mindfulness meditation practice that is all about connecting to your breath. Your breath is what anchors you to the present moment. So we'll feel our breath moving. And all of the things that rise up in that experience, the memories, the to-dos, the planning, the rehearsing, the falling asleep or the getting uncomfortable, all of that, that's where we practice non-judgment. So for every single thing that rises up, whether it's a thought or a feeling, what you're saying to yourself in some shape or form is, that's fine, this can be here. That's fine, this can be here. It's fine if you're uncomfortable. It's fine if you're itching to get up and go get one more thing done. And it's fine if you're sleepy. It's fine if it feels wonderful and luxurious and beautiful. We're cultivating that sense of this is what it is right now. And it's okay for me to allow it to be as such. Yeah. So let's try this together. If you've already had your legs crossed, uncross. Cross them the other way. If you want to sit in a chair, you are so welcome to sit in a chair with your feet flat on the earth, letting your spine feel supported. You can let your hands rest down onto your lap, palms face down. If it feels comfortable for you today, you can close your eyes. And if you feel safer or steadier with your eyes open and softly gazing down to the ground, you can do that as well. And as each of us lands into our seats tonight, let's together as a group take a deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. And we'll do that once more, inhaling deeply, filling yourself up. Exhaling out a sigh. Allowing your breath to flow. Taking time to feel yourself land into your practice. And as we begin, you might silently say to yourself, Now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And with that intention stated, see if you can let yourself sit even more, relaxing down through your hips and your thighs. 
letting go of the full weight of your body into the cushion or chair beneath you. Letting your spine lift up and lengthen a touch so that you feel tall and awake as we start our practice. And as you sit and you breathe, you might feel the muscles across your forehead smoothing and broadening. The skin around the eyes softening, relaxing. And softening along the hinge of the jaw. And the inside of the cheeks and the tongue. Feeling a few breaths as they move out across your shoulders. Maybe you'll feel your shoulder blades drop back and down. And perhaps you'll feel your collarbones just spreading apart a touch. Maybe noticing the length and the weight of the arms. Noting how your hands rest. Perhaps you'll feel how your chest very lightly moves as you breathe. Just a subtle rise and fall. Gradually, you notice your belly expanding and contracting. And you feel that sense of expansion as you breathe in. And that light contraction as you breathe out. Totally captivated by the sensations of breathing. Perhaps you're feeling the air as it moves in through the nose. Perhaps you're feeling as you breathe in that your body expands in all directions. 
As you breathe out, your body lightly contracts towards center. There's not a right way or a wrong way to feel the breath. You just notice how you feel your breath. let go of any words or description. There's no need to narrate to yourself. For this brief amount of time that we practice, There's nothing to do but rest inside your own breath. And we'll settle now into about 10 minutes of silence. And as we do, we'll each just continue to feel the breath. Allowing everything in our experience to be as it is. Letting go of any goods or bads, any likes or dislikes. Noting how it feels to relate to the moment without judgment.
this last minute. Just see if you can let go of any judgment of how you're doing or feeling right now. Noticing how it feels and how your energy responds as you let go of judgment. Letting the breath deepen here, drawing in a deeper inhale now. Releasing a more complete exhale. Wiggling into your fingers and your toes. You're ready drawing your palms together in front of your heart like a prayer. Tonight, simply bowing your chin down taking a moment to honor yourself, to honor the time that you carved out in the simplest and most important practice. Together as a group, we'll take a deep breath in, exhaling out a sigh. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, consider joining me for the recording of this podcast every Monday night during my live virtual meditation class. If you tune in for the live class, you get the bonus content that isn't included in the podcast episodes. There's always time for Q&A, and there's always the chance to connect with me personally. I would love to see your faces, and better yet, If you leave me a review of this podcast, screenshot it, email it to Meryl at MerylArnett.com, you get your first class with me for free. Email your review to Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L at MerylArnett, M-E-R-Y-L-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Get your first class for free. You can find out the schedule, how to register, all of that good stuff by going to my website, MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.